I can't use this podcast here. This is episode 51 of Insert Credit. I'm your host, Alex Jaffe. Joining me this week, the New Yorker's Frank Cifaldi. That's what? me. Uh-oh. The the Indianapolis Star's Tim Rogers. <laughs> I have actually never been published in the Indianapolis Star. And Cigar Aficionado Monthly's Brandon Sheffield. <laughs> I love chomping on them cigars. I think you might have won this one, Brandon. Usually, Yeah, I think I, I had a good one this time. So my, my blog was once linked in a New Yorker blog. So mine, was, uh, mine was today, actually. Lost Levels got linked in a New Yorker piece. Mm-hmm. I read it. In an actual piece? Yeah. Oh, it was a good. blog something. I don't know. Like I don't know what how to count it. It was about Desert Bus. Apparently, Frank discovered Desert Bus, or oh, was cool. a party in its discovery. I created it. Nobody yeah. else had discovered that before yeah. you did? No, it was... Uh, okay, so basically, I started the Lost Levels thing, which you guys are familiar with. I don't know if all the listeners are, but I started a website 10 years ago. Almost T-Y-O. exactly 10 years ago. T-Y-A. In another month. Um, where I conserve and preserve and, and distribute games that were never published because uh, I believe a lot in video game preservation. I think those are the most delicate things, and we need to save them now. And um, that kind of caught on, and people liked what I was doing. And someone who had re- reviewed Penn & Teller's uh, Smoke and Mirrors for the Sega CD still had his review copy, and he sent it to me to uh, torrent away. So I'm my my small role in in the the desert bus story is being the guy who torrented the game. That's significant. How hard was that? Was that? Man, I had to put a CD in my disk drive, right? And I had to like drag the files off of it, um, like onto a folder I made. I think I probably put the folder on my desktop and dragged the files okay. into it. And Yikes. yeah, and then I had to. Um, go to this torrent website and, like, make a torrent file. I don't even remember how to do that. It was, God, it took me, like, 15 minutes or something. It was terrible. You're a true hero, Frank. No, I know. You pressed that button. W- without you, millions of dollars for Penny Arcade's charity would probably be unearned. Uh, it's just over one million. We're not in the multiple millions yet. Okay. Uh, one um, million. Unless, unless this action inspired other it's contributions. than One point possible. something millions is still millions plural. I just want to let everybody know that I'm pretty bored right now. Cool. Uh, so, I mean, uh, just... y- you know how we could probably cheer you up by uh, going on to our actual topics. What I'm going to do is throw a bunch of topics at you, and we're going to discuss them for six minutes each, and that'll be the show. Yeah. Okay. Beginning with this one, one I've been meaning to ask for a long time, but keeps slipping my mind. What was the best year for video games? 1994. Yeah, 1994. Uh, there was there was uh, Earthbound. There was uh, uh, Final Fantasy VI slash Final Fantasy III, depending on what country you're in. Sonic Three. Sonic mm-hmm. the Hedgehog Three. Fantasy Star Four. Oh, actually, no, Sonic Three. Sonic I think it was '93, but Sonic and Knuckles was '94. Okay, yeah, 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 Sonic and Knuckles. Sonic um, and Knuckles, or the other SNK. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Pac-Man, 2, the That's... Pac-Man 2, the new adventures came out that holiday. So uh, that PM2, TNA. Donkey Kong Country. Oh, DC, uh, DKC. Yeah, Streets of Rage 3. Yep. Um, didn't also Shining Force 2 come out in 94? Probably. Why not? <laughs> we'll just put it in there, yeah. The Sega Saturn uh, came out in 94 in Japan. Heck yeah. I like that. I like that game console. 
Man, you know, someday we should maybe do the best Saturn games of all time as a service for humans that don't uh, know much about the Saturn. Oh, actually, but... Sonic 3 came out in February. Ha, sure see? Did. I was right and about then, that. Uh, Super, Metroid, Super, Super Metroid. Super Metroid. And Shining Force 2 definitely did come out in 94. Yeah, we should do a Best Games of 1994 podcast. Oh, I think that, we just did by accident. <laughs> nice. I, I opened up to the viewers which uh, Best of podcast they'd like to see next. And the best of 1994. The overwhelming majority seems to want a Super Nintendo show. So Many of which will be from 1994. If I imagine. Oh, guys, uh, Daytona USA. Mm-hmm. Let's, yeah. Man, Daytona, I'd play that right now. Yeah. I like yeah. that car. That car kind of moves around, rumbles a little bit. It's all jangly. So there's a lot of the drift in there. Panzer Dragoon. So how does it feel to know that video games peaked 20 years ago? 19 years ago. Well, I was rambling. Right. It feels okay. Maybe 2014 will be the new 1994. Maybe. A full generation has passed. Did you say Earth? Generation's 20 years, right? He did. That was okay. the first game he said. Well, Yeah, I said that. I was... That was that's, I wasn't listening. No. Well, now you know. Yeah. Heck yeah. What else came out in 94? Let's take it to the listeners, or let's <laughs> go to the phones. We don't actually have phones. No, we don't. Uh, Jazz Jackrabbit? <laughs> yeah. Darkstalkers? That, that was the beginning of Cliffy B, right? That's when he yeah, was that's, born. That's when he yeah. was born, it's true. Yeah. Jazz um, Jackrabbit's so good. Have you guys ever actually played it? Yeah. Nope. It's, it's really was... good. That was all I would do during computer lab class in Actually, I think the f- grade. I think the first King of Fighters was in 94 as well, even though it wasn't certainly wasn't the best one. The first Warcraft, if we want to count that, the first System Shock. John Madden uh, 1994 was around when they started uh, putting some AI that sort of worked in there. So that was when those sports games were. Uh, there had already been, there'd been two previous installments, so they were really popular. But now they were really popular and starting to become excellent games that people enjoyed. Oh, actually, in addition to the Saturn, the PlayStation came out December 3rd, 1994. Yeah, there you go. That, mm-hmm. that basically swept in and saved the day. Mm-hmm. What, were the, uh, what were the launch titles, though? Is that 94 in Japan? In Japan, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so Maybe what, Jumping Flash? Japan? Jumping Flash <laughs> was the launch, yeah. I think we might have said that at the exact same time. Yeah, I think Jumping Flash was the one. Uh, the, you know, uh, in addition to the Saturn and PlayStation, more importantly, the PCFX. Heck yeah, I have a PCFX right over there. You do? I do, and it had a couple good games for it. And if you, you were a rich it, kid, uh, if you were a rich kid, a horrible rich kid that I hate, you might have gotten the Sega Channel when it debuted in 1994. Oh man, yeah. Oh, that looked so cool. Brandon, do you ever pronounce PCFX? PCFX? Pacifix? Or, or Pacifix? Yeah. Pacifix is Pacifix. pretty much the best <laughs> So, what other games came out for the. Uh, man, when did NBA Jam Tournament Edition come out? That was 93 in the arcade, but when did the SNES version come out? I don't know. I thought that was 95, but I could be wrong. It was 93, because it was out at the same time as Mortal Kombat was out on the SNES. All, all the good home versions of Street Fighter 2 came out in 92. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, Champions League cool. Edition and and Dash Plus and um, and the the Turbo version for 3DO, which was pretty good. All right, there we go. Uh, the Sega CD, Game Boy, and Game Gear versions came out in '94 of NBA Jam. Tournament? What? No, I mean tor- tournament edition or just NBA Jam? Just NBA Jam. So what uh, do I know? 1994 yeah, yeah, was the was. year of uh, the gigantic issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly that was, what, 594 pages or something like that? Would, would that be? That was the biggest issue ever at the time. Yeah, that, well, it was the biggest issue, period. They never got bigger than that. That was the one with X-Men on the cover. That X-Men. was quite a value for $5, that magazine. That's more than a dollar per hundred pages. Mm-hmm. No, it's less than a dollar. Per hundred pages. Probably what he meant. More value than a dollar per hundred pages. Well, well. Well. How about we go on to our next topic? Yeah, we answered the question immediately. We sure did. It was pretty good to... Well, could we we possibly come up with a runner-up? To 94? Yeah, what's a runner-up to 94? And don't say 93. Well, even though 93 was pretty good. Um, 1997? What was 97? It was like Panzer Dragoons Saga and Shining Force 3 and uh, probably some good PlayStation games. Um, what, didn't that Final Fantasy 7 come out? No, that was earlier. No, that was 97. That was, yeah, 90... Wait. Oh, yeah, I remember it, it being 97 because... Yeah, I it, thought it was 97. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Sym- I Symphony, Symphony of the Night was 97. Yeah, there you go. 97 was good. Uh, this is more me than you guys, but The Last Express was 97, and I like that game. Yeah, right. I played that See, game. Look, it's easy. Just yeah. bad numbers of years. Topic number Not... two. If Let's... California were to sink into the ocean tomorrow, it how will. would the video game industry change? Oh. Uh, all the game developers would move to a different place. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Well, well, the thing is that nobody gets out of California alive except you three. Oh, so the intercredit podcast. I can deal yeah. with that. Because by the time this, a- because by the time this airs, um, by the time we have this on the podcast channel, on uh, iTunes or whatever you use, uh, it'll be too late. So unless you're listening to this live, uh, you're, you're, and you're living in California, you're a goner. Well, I guess certain games won't come out, mm-hmm. probably, except unless their publishers decide to give them to other developers, which they probably would. I feel like if California sunk into the sea right now, the game industry would not change that much. Um, GDC would be held somewhere else. There, certain games just wouldn't get made, but, I mean, there's so many people all there over this country. There would just be a country. lot of, like, montage videos with piano music uh, of dead people. Is how yeah. it would change. Like that would be the intro to every game. Like it, it, every game would say in memory of, I don't right. know, everyone like ever. Thirty people. Like I, I know that. So e, Electronic Arts is here, but uh, they have studios in so many other places that they would, and they've got their stuff backed up so hardcore on all of their servers and all that. That's yeah, but they'd have to finish the game started in California somewhere else. Which yeah, would, they would uh, hire cheaper people probably. They'd probably yes. be like, "Oh, free, free layoff." You know what? It probably it, they'd probably turn around as a business if California sunk into the sea. They'd probably turn a profit. They'd be like, "We were wondering how to get rid of those highly talented people who were uh, costing uh, us too much money, costing us oh, yeah. six figures a year." Uh, uh, when there's 
I mean, this is something that I've lived in constant fear of as a as a professional anything for all of the jobs I've ever had is, you know, you always, if, as a writer, uh, I always see people giving the uh, advice to other writers that realize that if you're getting paid to write, other people would gladly do that for free, right? And in addition, it's like, what skills do I have that kids with the YouTube and the Twitter and the Facebook nowadays aren't able to just put together in a matter of, you know, months what the, the, the knowledge that took me years to accumulate. So, you can, uh, you know, EA sinks into the ocean. They got a studio in Montreal or whatever, and they're just like, yeah, we're just going to hire a bunch of kids over here and uh, pay them less money. <laughs> Finish these games that it doesn't really matter anyway what the games are like because they've got marketing. So in other words, uh, what would happen is, ultimately, price of games goes down. Mm -hmm. EA stops caring about used games. Uh, uh, Microsoft, DRM, all that stuff. So California sinks into the ocean. It's ultimately good for people from a video game perspective? This no, is what the players seem to want, is what we're saying. Ah. It's fantastic for the players. So the players want California to sink into the ocean. Dead, like Space, they're doing. Dead Space 4 will be produced in less than a month, and it will cost $2. And no, it'll be, it'll be free on the Ouya. Yeah. The Fruya. Which will also be free. Sure. Because the Ouya people will all be dead. Are they in California? Yeah, uh, yeah they're in L.A. They're all dead, then. Mm -hmm. So no there's, no, there's no, no one to like pay money for the Ouya. Yeah, Ouya is now open source. Yeah. So hypothetically, if we're saying all the companies that are here are dead and they, they can't continue to survive, then I guess that means Japanese video games have to fight back. They sure do. Yeah, they sure Or they just yeah. will stop trying to fight because they don't have to. They can just be Japanese again. Yeah. Which oh, is, man. How do we do this? That's Other kind of the, the appeal of most of... I mean, the Japanese games. Other days. than uh, California and uh, Japan, what are the major video game development hubs? Where will the scene pop up? Well, the scene already exists every in a lot of places, but like uh, Toronto, Montreal, mm -hmm. um, Montreal as well. Toronto,ial also there. Um, Austin, Texas, Seattle, Washington, um, and that's just uh, America. Yeah, Raleigh, North Carolina. If uh, yeah. Lex Luthor has anything to say about it, probably Nevada. Yeah, they only have one developer. They, they have that petroglyph. Uh, that, that was a Superman 1 reference. Oh. Petroglyph. Yeah. Petroglyph. Petroglyph. And then you, cool you, you, got that, you got Ubisoft. They got some French people. Yeah, they have a lot um, of those. And then there's like World of Tanks in Kiev. That makes millions of dollars. Just millions of them. Mm -hmm. Kiev, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got Minecraft in Sweden? Yeah. But these aren't hubs. These are just one-off studios that tend no, to... No, they're kind of hubs. They're, they're hubs as a result of that. Like, I, I went yeah, to Krakow. I, I didn't really know if there was much game development there. And then I just realized when I was there that, like, The Witcher and Two Worlds and Dead Island... Uh, and a um, whole bunch of other games are made there in Poland, and, yeah. you know, it's just like they're, 
There's a whole and, bunch. Uh, there's a whole bunch in 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 Helsinki, Finland, yeah. as well. Uh, in terms of games that make tons of money, uh, basically everything Ubisoft makes is not in California, right? Mm-hmm. They do have a studio here, but I mean they're all Montreal and. France. So basically, California is pretty worthless to video games. They've got and EA. That that Maxis is right down the street. From that's true. That's yeah. true. I should go hang out there. No, I'm not going to do that. You know who I saw in the I'd cafe in, in the cafe next to my job yesterday? Will Wright. Will Wright eating some eggs. He was eating some yeah. eggs. Nice. Will Wright. Yeah. Oh man, did you tell him I said hi? Nah. Did did uh, you did you ask him? He how... asked about me, right? He That's did, and I just, walk, I just immediately walked away. Did you ask him how he likes his eggs in the morning? No. Oh, well. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Which, what, long... what sort of eggs was he eating? Yeah. Um, I actually did not see his meal. I, I made that part up. Oh. I could continue looked. making it up. You should have looked yeah, at go his on. Meal. What type uh, of eggs do you think Will Wright would eat? Scrambled egg whites with extra cheese, which I thought was really weird. Because, like, what's the point of going egg white if you're just going to add all that fat? Yeah. Cholesterol. Yeah, I guess. But eggs have that, too, don't they? Eggs no, I mean, he's, he's, he doesn't want cholesterol. There's, oh, and cheese doesn't have it. I yeah, the, there is uh, maybe a tiny bit of cholesterol, depending on the type of cheese, but nowhere near what you'd get from uh, one-tenth of an egg yolk. Yeah, that hypothetical Will, will Wright is real particular about his hypothetical eggs. Yeah. yeah. Good old guy. Yeah. HWW. Which long-abandoned video game trope do you feel is most due for a comeback? Oh, man, none. Tropes yeah. should Ropes. stay dead. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, w- give us an example of a, an abandoned video game trope. Yeah, what do you think, Jack? Oh, wait, I, I got one. Uh, turn this en- one on. en- enemies, enemies flashing to disappear and then turning into an object. Giant yeah. red dots uh, on people's chest. That's their weak point. Oh, uh, um, and, and I, enemies enemies turning solid red when they're almost dead. I guess... Oh, I don't like that one at all. I love um, that one. I actually had to take that out of Gunhouse because enemies were just turning bright red all the time. and Ruins all it, that art. It was like... Yeah, it just ruined the art completely. Oh, you only um, do that for, like, a big boss encounter. You don't do that for the grunts. That's just yeah, to be like, not, hey, you're awesome and you're almost there. Just keep giving us quarters. If I had the Contra license, if I was given the Contra license tomorrow, which could happen, because look at those guys they gave the Castlevania stuff to. Right. Like, <laughs> so I would make the main bad guy like a, an internationally famous uh, like psycho-terrorist, right? And it would, the game would, of course, be an FPS, but don't, don't knock it, because you can make an awesome FPS that still feels like Contra. I mean, it, I don't know why nobody doesn't do that. But the main bad guy would be this, this like terrorist warlord who has a, a glowing red dot in the middle of his forehead. That's like his brain uh, regulator or something. And he's like a cyborg so you can he can like withstand wounds to any other part of his body so you have to hit him in the forehead. Brain regulator. I think that would be funny. Um, or, there would, or there would be multiple enemies with, with uh, things on their forehead that are glowing red dots that you shoot them and their heads blow up. Going back to tropes. That's a trope. Well, no, no, there's, there's, that's a trope. Are you kidding? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no I mean, okay. Sorry. Point. I guess it's it kind of is. You're not going back. It, it definitely was a trope. It's in all the Konami shooting games. There's, there's a flashing red dot being the place mm-hmm. you're supposed to shoot. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, well, anyway, a different one. Yes. That's the wording. That's the phrase. Yes. Would be uh, the getting of turkey legs and such out of trash cans for health. Oh, sure, street street food, but not I actually good did way. kind of but like that. Never went away. What? Who know? still does that? Bioshock. Yeah, that is true. Uh, yeah, Bioshock, so. you you will immediately consume a chicken leg from a trash can. Yeah, if, straight if out of a trash it. can. That's true. Even if you right. accidentally find it. Hmm, I think we need yeah. to rework that troop and ha- or that troop that trope and that have it troop. be like like street food, as in there are food trucks. We should yeah, just trucks. everywhere. Just even like you know, in the during the apocalypse in mutant wasteland, there's there's a guy selling tacos. And you go and up and you like you punch really... the window until they uh, they give you some food for free. Yeah, and every time you punch the window, a taco just like yeah. pops out and then lands on the ground and rotates. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the true the last... food truck experience right. is just like standing somewhere for a really long time and being like, man, I don't I don't know, do I really want to pay eight dollars for a taco? I mean, I guess it's it's like a Korean style tacos. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting, but man, oh, those those are pretty good. So I've had those. Yeah. And hey, Brandon, have, I've had welcome, them too. Brandon, welcome to only being able to eat kosher food where everything costs like that much money proportionally. Oh yeah. Wait, man, how did I, Javi? How did I get there? Why am I welcomed to this? How did that happen to me? <laughs> because well, you're standing in line for an eight dollar taco. God darn. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's what the kosher experience is. I don't. Like. I don't want to be welcomed to there. God, well, this game sucks, you guys. That's like being welcomed to my doom. Kosher food is pretty good, though, in general. Nah. They know what they're doing. The I have no further good. reference. Good cheeses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got all very right good. ones. Very good cheeses. Yeah. Uh, what What if uh, you were a Jewish character in like a rogue in like a roguelike, and you could only pick up kosher food items? Well, I guess I'd have to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Like uh, you know, you could play you could play as a vegan character or a non-violent character. It'd be cool if a there was a rabbi. Vegan? Yeah, it'd be cool if, uh, as well as a monk class, there was like a rabbi class. Man, I've seen some violent vegans, certainly. Yeah, me too. Yeah, a- they're not my favorite ones. Most of the actually, vegans I've ever known have actually been like really uh, tough looking, like on purpose, and most, then of, most the one- of them are also really fat. Yeah, most of the ones I've known um, have been sort of militant about their veganism and therefore, like, at least violent in nature, if not in practice. I always mm-hmm. wondered if Vega from Street Fighter was a vegan. Probably. Maybe. Or is a follower of Vega a vegan? Yeah, that's what I always thought. Like, a, ve- a vegan is someone from the Vega star system. I'm actually or, not sure of the etymology of the word. Yeah. But I don't care. Cause, or know. a relative of uh, Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that guy. That guy. I remember him. Moving on. Next episode. Next episode. Episode four. How may the concept of bosses translate into nonviolent video games? Oh man, you can you can do bosses. Yeah, like just look at Phoenix Wright. I felt like in the first Phoenix Wright game, like that final uh, uh, prosecutor who was all Dracula, like that was a boss fight. Yeah, man yeah, that's from true. Karma. Was that I'll his say, name? I don't. Know. Yeah. Yep. I'll say you could. Karma. Do, uh, Manfred von Karma. Manfred von Karma. See, I don't. I don't know the English names of Phoenix Wright characters. Right. So. so I mean, that's a really good example right there. It's just you take the mechanics yeah. and 
and you teach people uh, the mechanics, you know, as they go, and then a boss fight is just like testing their knowledge, right? Mechanics. It's just, it's it, the, the boss fight to me is is like the quiz at the end of the week in school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do that with any game. I mean, there are there are puzzle levels that are boss fights. They're just because there's not like you know a giant guy like walking around that doesn't make it not a boss fight. Yeah, um, I was going to say, like, speaking of puzzles, if you have a, a versus puzzle game, you can definitely do boss fights against the AI, just make it, like, way harder. And there like, there was, there was a... Like, Tetris this, attack. This is not a yeah. good example, but um, there was a game called Lost in Blue on the DS, which was a survival L-I-B. kids game. Yeah, yeah, Lib, Lib, by Konami. Yeah. Ladies um, in Black. And... <laughs> It's a game where you're abandoned on this island and you got to figure out how to survive. And so you're picking up parts and learning how to cook and learning how to construct things. And um, it's kind of difficult at first, and you got to figure out your daily sort of survival routine to sort of get ahead and build things and move on. And like, uh, it, they didn't do it, but a proper boss fight in that game would be like, oh, there's a thunderstorm and a tree fell down and your your path is blocked. You know, that's a boss fight. It's a boss I, situation. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't have the same feeling as facing down an opponent and defeating them with everything you've amassed. Like, it, it, do, like it, does, it, it does. It does. It does. If uh, that causes your cave to start flooding, and you have to very quickly, like through the things that you've learned how to do, fix your cave before you die. That's a boss fight. Yeah, I agree. It's like you could certainly have a boss fight in. Uh, you know, raw danger, or whatever it's called, disaster report. Um, raw danger. When you've, you know, you've you've amassed some skills, you've got some items uh, and things like that, and then you just have to face down this crazy natural disaster. That would totally be a boss fight. I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like it's not the same if there's not a face on it. Like I felt really cheated in the first Sonic the Hedgehog game, where uh, one of the le- one of the zones. Uh, the boss fight was just getting through this corridor with a lot of spikes in it. Hmm. Well, I guess that may be a personal problem for you, Jaffe. Maybe. Yeah, sounds like. So I think I think there's just a whole lot of stuff when people talk about a boss fight and uh, like, okay, so you're saying nonviolent games, but the types of games that you are describing, like, I, mean, I guess a puzzle game is a nonviolent game, but it is about confrontation and action and. You know, it is exciting, and Lost in Blue is a survival game where there is, even if it's not explicitly spelled out, there's that fear of, that specter of death. Mm-hmm. I feel like the game Chulip is a good example of the whole game. I mean, if the boss fights are the most exciting part of your game, why isn't your whole game like one big boss fight? I feel like the game yeah. Chulip is, if not necessarily a game about... I don't want to say violent confrontation. It, it's not about angry confrontation either. It, it's not about, uh, you know, any, any sort of negative conflict. But it's, uh, I mean, there is that lady who doesn't like you until you make her like you by proving that you're a cool guy and being a nice guy and all that stuff. But that game feels like one big boss fight. So that's I, cool. Yeah, is um, it weird? Is it weird to say that dating sims are one big boss fight and the bosses? No, I think they are. They're totally yeah. one big boss fight. Well, and I was going to say, do, I, not that I'm an Animal Crossing fan, of course, because I'm not, but, you know, taking out the mortgage on your house or something like that, 
isn't that basically like a boss fight? Yeah, I don't consider I don't feeling. consider that or the previous example to be boss fights because to me, like I said, a boss fight is a test of your knowledge of, of, through gameplay. It's the well, that's that's, that's that's what it is in uh, in Animal Crossing, definitely. But in because... Animal Crossing, it's just I mean, that's, no, you got to know your... how to deal with like the turnip market, and you you know you have to know the most efficient ways to get bells, unless you just want to grind at it forever. The, the you know, boss right, fight that's... element of Animal Crossing is buying a bunch of turnips and then getting on a forum and posting until somebody has a really high price and then convincing that person in the real world to uh, let you into their town. That's uh, so that you can sell the turnips for the high price in their town. No joke. That's that's the boss fight for Animal Crossing. Because your turnips I go bad after... Yeah. yeah. They go bad after seven days. Or the real answer could be, the Phoenix Wright answer, take your game... That's nonviolent, and put it into a Dracula. You just put the game into a Dracula, and then uh, what? Then put yeah. the Dracula. Into the so the, the 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 proper Animal Crossing boss fight would be like Tom Nook vampire Dracula. Tom Nook becomes sure. a Dracula. Tom. Yeah. Dracula. Tom Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. I'd play a game against Tom Dracula. Mm-hmm. Ding dong! It's time for everybody's favorite segment. Uh, we're going to the improv zone. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, really. It, it feels like a bad day for improv, but we could try it. Tim, you What's... are Satoru Iwata, oh! uh, con- conducting a Nintendo shareholder meeting. <laughs> Your two largest shareholders, played by Brandon and Frank, have some concerns. How large am I? Uh, pretty large. Like 350 pounds? So, thereabouts. That's okay. right. the type of person who would... Be a Nintendo shareholder. So I'm yeah. I'm just gonna be weird. That's a fanboy joke. Through my is. mouth. <laughs> Hello okay. Hello, uh Mr. Iwata. Uh I want I wanna thank you again for uh inviting we shareholders into this meeting. Um Yeah, we shareholders. <laughs> yeah. We um, we love we Yes. That's a that's a good joke that my very large friend just made. I'm big. Um, he's very, very I big mean, as you can play. Very, very fat. Yeah. Um, so we had a concern. We were talking about this earlier that uh, we were in the cafe, uh, which thank you by the way for catering that again. Uh, it's what very nice of you to right do that. There? Uh, I don't know who that is. Anyway, um, right. we didn't think the noodles were very good, and we're hoping that you can address this. Uh, any thoughts on the noodle situation in the Nintendo cafe? I do not like them. Okay. That doesn't help me with my problem, which is I want noodles right now. That's Yo, true. He's telling, he's telling me on the way over. Yeah, that he really I will wants to show noodles. you excellent noodles later. <laughs> later, but I want them now. You know, I, I will so let here's, you know. Here's here's one of the things about these noodles, man. You know, they are too expensive uh, for what you get. You just don't get enough with them, and I think we're due for a price cut. On these oh. Wii Noodles. When okay. can we expect a Wii Noodle price cut? Maybe uh, after the Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> because Christmas is shopping season and uh, people buy a lot, no matter price. Yeah, okay, but I, I mean, I don't know if I can wait that long Ooh. for my noodles because I'm hungry now. I mean, I do have. This big box of zingers. 
uh, and I'm going to eat the whole darn thing. And you I want can to... buy some bread. What? Bread. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Nintendo Wii. So, yeah, I, we you. had concerns about the, the Wii, U. Wii U. The Wii U. We um, are making Smash Brothers. So, uh, I, my yeah, why can't son, we stream? Why can't son... we stream Smash Brothers at Evo? What's what's yeah. up with that, man? I'm worried that there's a fan backlash and everybody hates us now. And I don't know how many shares I can hold as a hold sharer of of shareholding if if, uh, if, if the fans them, hate. You can give them to me. <laughs> I so there was this. There's there's this uh, Kickstarter thing. I don't know if you've seen it. And uh, my friend was showing me this this product. Uh, there are these rubber things that you put on the bottom of your produce and food keep hugger! the produce fresh. And yeah, food hugger I think might have been the name. And uh, the thing is, it went it made a lot of money. And I'm just I feel like in Nintendo's delicate financial position, they should be looking at marketing opportunities like food hugger. Uh, and we shareholders would really appreciate if you would uh, look into this. Yes. Yeah, you could you could put like um, Super Mario Brothers turnips on the bottom of food huggers. Yeah, that's a great uh, idea. Something like that. You could uh, you know put 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 Princess Peach down Mr. there. Mr. So Miyamoto has has a garden. Yes. So... Uh huh. Yeah. Hey, why don't we ask his wife? I hear his wife uh, is more interested in gardening and food. Than she is in video games. Maybe she wants to get on board with this idea. Maybe food huggers with Pikmin. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah Put them in the box. Pikmin, I hear that that you guys uh, you guys have said that Pikmin is going to be the big game that's going to carry us through the holiday season. I I feel like without food huggers, Pikmin is not enough. Was, that was a lie. <laughs> I I do not actually believe that. I'm sorry. Okay. So what what is gonna I, what is gonna do it? Well, Nintendo for a very long time. Ah, uh, <laughs> we made. It sounds uh, like you're stumbling to me. Uh, uh, we made many playing cards and hotels and mm-hmm. pachinkos, so we have very much money. So this year is okay. <laughs> Great job, guys. And then we will make new Metroid, new Mario, new Zelda, new Food Hugger, Food Huggers, Pikmin 4, new Zelda, remake. All right, a uh, Satoru Iwata virus breaks out. Now you're all Satoru Iwata at once. No. Oh, oh, no. Oh, wow. My insides. Mr. Miyamoto. They should make a uh, a, switch. a Super Mario game about Iwata and Miyamoto instead of Mario and Luigi. Yeah, yeah they should call it, they should call it Wiwata and Miyamoto. Yeah, Miyamoto. <laughs> Miyamoto's great. Shigeru Miyamoto. All right, you've uh, passed that particular boss battle. Why do you people like this nonviolent podcast? I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's stupid. People like it when you do funny voices. <laughs> Rank these video games from best to worst. No. Microsoft Flight Simulator, Rock Band, You Don't Know Jack. First of all, Microsoft Flight Simulator, why don't you just fly a real airplane? Yeah, Mm -hmm. come on. Mm -hmm. I did it. Rock Band, just play a flight simulator. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then what was the other one? You Don't Know Jack? Yeah. 
Why yeah. don't you just be honest? I, I have never, I don't actually know anybody named Jack, so. Really? There's what about that. Jack Tritton? Uh, he's my bro, but we, I actually call him John, so. Sure. My, my uh, D&D dungeon master is named Jack. Hi, Jack, if you're listening. Hi, Jack. Do you ever joke about his name <laughs> and say, Jack, call him Jack off? Uh, no, I don't do that. I when, well, when dungeon master with respect. When, when, he, when he hangs up the phone, does he go Jack off and then hang Jack up? Jack off. When uh, when he when he takes the uh, the dungeon party in a direction other than what you supposed, do you say that he has hijacked the game? No. Oh. Does he when he goes to bed at night? Does he go Jack off and then close his eyes? <laughs> no, I've never watched him sleep. Why? Why? What's wrong? And obviously, with you? you really don't know Jack. You don't know Jack. Yeah, I know. You don't know uh, Jack until you've stared at his I dead mean, body. They, they should. They should. Uh, they should uh, cater the. Dif- they should tweak the difficulty of that game. And for newcomers, uh, call it "You Don't Know of Jack." So because that's an easier thing to. Accomplish. You, you, don't, know you don't know from Jack. Yeah. I remember you don't know from when Jack. Jack came out, and it was the board game that made that, or not the board game, the the PC game. Yeah. Uh, was it was the PC game first? I think it was. I believe it was the PC so. game and then the TV show. And then the TV show. So it was like it was like playing Trivial Pursuit narrated by the voice of a boppet. I don't know yeah. if you've ever accidentally been in a house where someone has a child that has a boppet. Yeah, That's basically been, what it was like to me. I've carpooled with that child. I would rather experience an hours-long sequence of psychological accidents alone on Wikipedia than play Trivial Pursuit with the narrator of Bop It, which is what uh, You Don't Know Jack is. Yeah, so I'm going to put that one right at the bottom. So I, okay, like, okay. I, was, I was recently playing with that Netflix Max thing. Oh, man, and, that god darn guy. And I like the idea of them recommending things to me, but I strongly dislike the idea of them talking to me. And I just... I want like a shut up button for that. Um, I mean, I guess I could just so mute you want my it to TV. Be, instead of Max, you want it to be Min. Yes, I would like it to be Min instead. Yeah. M I N H. He's a very nice man. Yes. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's got a pretty pretty nice low speaking voice. So yeah, we put you don't know Jack the I've always wondered why Minnie Mouse's boyfriend wasn't Maxie Mouse. Well, because that sets up a. A pretty weird gender dynamic, or just relationship dynamic. When I guess one does. of them is Min and the other is Max, it's like she's I, the sub and he's the dom. Yeah. That's heaven that's forbid sick, we get Jaffy. Heaven that's forbid sick. we get Mighty Mouse involved. I know. Not everybody wants the maximum, so maximum is not actually always positive. What if you right. have like the maximum possible level of cholesterol right. in your blood? Yeah. It's, not it's like there's that magazine Maximum PC, and it's like I don't want that. I just I want that... a pretty small form factor, you know. Did Maximum PC eventually become Maxim? And then because uh, like, that's like what happened with G4, right? It became a. I doubt it. I, I really doubt it. I, I, I see where you're going with that, but I don't think that's what happened. So that said, I think of the three, I'd rather play Rock Band. Yeah, I would Rock rather Band. play. There was another one. What was the other one? Uh, the other one was Flight Microsoft Simulator. Flight Simulator. Yeah, I guess I would play Rock Band first because um, singing's fun. I like mm-hmm. to sing. Drumming's fun too. And then when I got my pals, like uh, I could go over to my friend John Johnson's place, and he's got the whole darn setup, and he's got like three mics, and I can play Rock Band and have 
three friends playing the guitars and stuff, and I can just and they can harmonize and things, and I can just sing only, and it's great. It's fun. That, that, I would rather uh, I I would rather do my neighbor's laundry in a creek than play rock band or Microsoft Flight Simulator or you don't know. Jack. Yeah, but you got to choose. We're ranking so, it best to worst. Yep. Th- so so far, two two to one. Rock Band is number one. Uh, well, rock I, I Band, play, Rock I Band, play like, the Flight Simulator. Rock Band, you can get right into. Flight Sim, you're gonna. Rock have Band, to you can get it. right into if you like. Uh, let's. What's the most popular song in Rock Band? I'm gonna find out. There's okay. so many songs, and I'm assuming that this crazy person holding a gun to our heads, um, probably <laughs> is. Probably has downloaded every rock band song. So okay, rockbands.com, most popular rock band DLC songs. You guys realize that in these scenarios, I'm the crazy guy holding a gun. Oh, here. I know. So, Jaffe, here's here's a question: Are you gonna make me sing Pearl Jam? The number one most popular rock band song is still alive. The Portal song. So really? There you go. Guys. Really? Yes. Well, so, that's DLC, though. I mean, there there could be more popular songs that are not... Aren't most of the songs DLC, though? I guess. No, I, I yeah. think most of the songs are on that disc. I don't think that many people... It's a DLC-driven uh, business ...bought the model. DLC. Well, it's true, but I think most people in general, like public, have only played what was on the disc. Everybody I know right. who has played Rock Band uh, talks about the DLC. I can't wait until such and such becomes available on DLC. So I don't know. And I've played that. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam is not that terrible, but if if I had to play if I had to sing Pearl Jam, then it would be at the bottom. Alright. So it Hmm. goes rock band, then Microsoft Flight Simulator, and then you don't know Jack. Is there any like I don't know, man. I I, I watched dudes in an office uh, I watched some really super hardcore geeky dudes in an office playing rock band with like the T V volume turned down really low and uh, like just kind of staring at the screen like this. And it's just like like and I'm just like that's what I think of everybody who likes rock band. Now so. did the like Okay, this, the, I think the existence of this is not on the internet anymore. But I remember when uh, I think it was GameStop, uh, GameSpot, sorry, uh, got their like preview version of Rock Band, and they shot a video of people playing Rock Band, uh, and the video is just exactly like you described. It was like GameSpot editors just like going slack jawed and staring at a TV screen and like like barely playing at all, and it looked amazing. And then I remember, like, joking about it. Um, Twitter didn't exist on the, at the time, but I joked about it somewhere. Um, I'm sure a lot of people did. And I remember looking again, and they'd reshot the videos, and all the editors were just, like, doing backflips and, like, exaggerating and, like, trying to fix uh, their image. It was pretty huh. great. Uh, Shay Pierce asks, what is the best kitchen in a video game? I know that guy. Right now, um, my kitchen in Animal Crossing is really good. <laughs> I have, uh, so, okay, I have a wooden floor, and then I have a pastel polka dot wallpaper. And when you come into the office, there's an antique telephone. So, like, a really vintage-looking earpiece telephone on the wall. And then there's a dessert case that the front, the front of it look, is textured to look like a Hershey chocolate bar chocolate segments. And then I have a nice countertop, and then a refrigerator, and 
so like people can buy things. And then I have a palm tree lamp behind it. It's really, really nice and stylish. I like that kitchen. The Cooking Mama kitchen is pretty good because it's got all See, the okay. kinds of food in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, could you not do that? Yeah. Oh, is it, you can actually hear it? Oh, yes. sure can. Oh, I guess it makes sense because I don't have the good microphone today. Yeah. I ordered a new microphone on uh, the Internet, and it's yeah. taken over two weeks to show up. So, uh, Timmy, don't be a guitar hero. Are we, wow, are we answering a question right now? Yeah, yeah it's one of the best kitchen in video games. Best kitchen. No, I yeah, I just it, I just had a this weird lapse of brain for a second. Um, I really like the kitchen sprites in Chrono Trigger. I don't feel like people talk about those enough. There's some really nice sinks and stuff in Chrono Trigger. That's true. There's some mm-hmm. all right kitchens. Uh, I think the kitchen. I mean, so you're talking about just sinks, but I think in particular the kitchen in the castle of Chrono Trigger is pretty good. I don't remember that. Take a look at it on the internet. Uh, the Guardia Castle. There's got to be like a map of it somewhere. Probably. Uh, I, I pretty good. I like the kitchen in Super Mario RPG where you fight an evil wedding cake. It sounds uh, like I'm a really bad kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. I'd hang out there. Not me. I don't want to um, fight anything. Yeah, I don't want to fight stuff either. I I like the the kind of ship kitchen in Bonk's Revenge. Hey, like oh, I yeah, that's Bonk. a good one. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> there you but go. It's, it's good. They, and there are little cooks in there with little knives running around. It's pretty is, good. Is that, are they like the fat lady dinosaurs in the kitchen? Or? Um, the, the fat ladies are, are sometimes in there making food, and then there are little other guys in there too. But, yeah, the fat ladies that also hang up uh, clothing yeah. are in there. I just pasted a link in the chat to uh, a map of Guardia Castle on snesmaps.com. You can see the uh, the banquet hall in kind of the middle right side at the bottom. Oh, yeah, that's. Nice. Oh yeah, I remember oh, yeah. this place. I remember this place. Yeah. I talked to a lot of people in there when soldiers were eating and such. Yeah, I usually use VG maps for this sort of thing, but this is nice. This yeah, is I like that one because result. it's called Very Good Maps. Yeah. Very good <laughs> maps. Uh, yeah, look, look at that kitchen. See, ki- Chrono Trigger is so underrated when it t- when it comes to kitchen design. That's a yeah. beautiful kitchen. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of another uh, game that has a Kiritoriyama character designs and also good kitchens, Blue Dragon. Uh, there's a big castle. When you finally get to the part where the game becomes good, there's a castle uh, that has a really awesome kitchen. And I wish I could find a picture of it, but I, I really wanted to hang out there. There are a lot of good kits. I mean, not a lot of good kitchens, but there are a lot of kitchens in games like Hitman mm-hmm. and uh, Spy Fiction. Um, yep. There's, there's a uh, Frank. The the game that you just made for Molly Jam has a, had a really. It wasn't a good kitchen, but it was a big one. It had a really big kitchen that we uh, didn't allow you to go into at all. But yeah. It's technically there. Yeah. And, and I guess yours, since since my game was inside of your game. Yeah, I, I put your game in my game, so <laughs> my game had that too. Whoa. Molly Jam was cool. I hope there's a question yeah. about Molly Jam. There probably isn't. No. Um, Yaffy. So let's see. What other kitchens did I like? I'm trying to find a photo of this blue dragon kitchen. I seem to recall liking... Um, oh, you know... There's some okay kitchens in 
Um, Deadly Premonition. They're just very like Midwestern southern yeah. kind of kitchens that just feel like a kitchen someone would actually use. Yeah. I don't remember the kitchen in Shenmue, but I kind of remember looking at a lot of stuff in it. Like opening drawers and seeing a bunch of forks and being like, yep, there's some forks. Yep. And you can pick up the like, bowl and swing it around. Yeah. Full reactivized entertainment is what you got out of that. Yeah, the kitchen in uh, Shenmue was cool. And uh, I actually very rarely, when uh, I was in Japan, very rarely did I meet another foreign person who had been in the country for less than a year, who didn't comment on how much their apartment's kitchen was like the kitchen in Shenmue, <laughs> which really sort of bothered me after a while. I, I had not had the same thought upon my first Japanese kitchen experience, but maybe I should have. It's a good kitchen. The Shenmue kitchen? Yeah, the Shenmue kitchen. Shenmue, I, guess, Shenmue I, guess that, I guess that's one of our answers. Uh, uh, so I think uh, Chrono Trigger is the is the one though. Yeah. Chrono Trigger Guardia Castle 600 AD version. Uh, right. My good friend, uh, uh, my good friend Mark Morris in chat uh, points out that Gary and Dan are pretty good video game kitchens. Oh yeah, those are real good video game kitchens. <laughs> All right. Good point. <laughs> Gary and Dan. Gary and Dan Kitchen. Uh, it's in, it's like, names Activ- of Activision guys. Yeah. Oh, All right. Absolute oh. entertainment. Yeah. That, that's a that's a deep cut joke. It was good though. I Our enjoyed next it. Topic. Uh, what is the taking a picture in front of the Leaning Tower of Pisa so you look like you're holding it up? Of video games. Oh man. Oh. That's a good question. That's hard to answer, perhaps. Brandon, um, would you ever take a picture of yourself holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa? I would not. Have you seen that photo of hundreds of people yes. holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa from different <laughs> angles? Yes. That's a pretty yes. good photo. Did you ever take a picture of yourself standing like this, like with a whole bunch of people around you holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Yes, I would do that. <laughs> I'd do that too. Would, would you ever take that. a picture of yourself like looking up at the Leaning Tower of Pisa as it's falling to crush you <laughs> if you were knew the photo was framed from like your chest up? That could be fun. No. Just like know. this, just going. <laughs> I mean, you remember there there was that year at the Tokyo Game Show where I was taking pictures of people taking pictures of cosplayers. I was doing that first. Cause oh, I yeah, did you were doing in, that as well. Me, me and FFD did it for an insert yeah. credit feature, and then um, we went nuts on it the year after yeah. that. My, yeah, si- okay. That's right. my That's sister right. once showed me a Tumblr of a uh, minor celebrity, I can't even remember who, who had a whole blog that was dedicated to him taking pictures of people taking pictures of him, that he caught them like surreptitiously trying to take something of him, like at the mall or at dinner. Was it, so uh, he would was like it... play uh, he, he'd like play uh, an old western showdown sort of thing, like who's the fastest draw. Was it uh, Dig Dug or was it Steve from Minecraft? I'm trying to think of a minor celebrity. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Hold Thanks. on. Hold on. Guy in Spelunky? Guy in Spelunky, sure. Spelunker? Okay, um, the, the equivalent, I got it. The equivalent uh, of a picture holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa is posting the phrase, the cake is a lie, anywhere on the internet. Oh, yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah. Uh, there, was, there was this guy who was, he was at a Skullgirls animation panel that I was, that I was attending. Um, 
and he sat next to um, Vincent Diamante's girlfriend, who I was also sitting next to, and uh, and the Skullgirls people. They showed a picture of one of the characters in a uh, like as a child that they had never showed anyone before, and the guy turns to Vince's girlfriend and is like, "Dude, that is so kawaii." Ah, and then he said, and then he said it again, and it made me want to kill myself. And Ah. uh, that that guy was kind of doing the equivalent of holding up. You didn't kill yourself, though. Did you kill him instead? I didn't kill anybody. I feel like I'm remiss in my duties as a human being because nobody died. I feel like some of your some of your innocence might have died at that moment. (laughs) What what about video games themselves? Not not culture, because as you may know, video game culture is. Pretty boring. Well, what, what so about, I think um, games Avatar themselves, games. like a- Avatar games in uh, in Xbox Live indie games or like Connect Adventures games where you play as your avatar. I don't right. know. I was gonna say that I think like like Lollipop Chainsaw is a good example of holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa hmm. photograph. Of video games. How you so? Because it's like zombies and cheerleader with a chainsaw, and it's just like here's a here's. It's just like it's very clearly a bunch of super stone-faced dudes going. <laughs> for for those of you uh, that That's are only cool. listening, Tim was looking very stone-faced. Yeah. Well, I, you don't have to actually see because I was getting to a sort of thing. I was going to go like this. Okay, let's go for try, it. Let's try again. I was going to yeah. go. Well. What would be funny? <laughs> you know, it's like that's that's uh-huh. the thought process of a person who's like, like so they're at the Leaning Tower of Pisa and they go, yeah, that whole thing where you're holding up the Leaning Tower with your hands and somebody takes a photo of you doing it, that's pretty cool. Yeah, making funny that's a bullet point. Making funny a bullet point. I'll go over there and do that. You know, I, th- I think there's also um, a comparison to be made for oh, people boy. who. Um, don't actually say anything that's funny. They just quote a show all the time. Right. Oh man. I, I think that's the same sort of humor as holding up, like, like being able to quote. I don't know, The Simpsons or, or right. like Aqua Teen Hunger Force or something. Uh, like that's the equivalent. Like, uh, so I don't know what the video game equivalent of that is. Yeah. Is is there a is there a Big uh, Bang Theory video game? Because I think that would do it. <laughs> Possible. Um, I don't know why there hasn't been. So it would be like 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 that, a that gaming, seems like a thing that would be done. It'd be like a genre that, or or a mechanic that people. I mean, like, like Tim was alluding to that that people just do because it's like, well, that's what we're supposed to do, right? Well, I feel like there uh, there should be connect games that yeah, kind um, of do that because it's got you like I think looking the, like an idiot. Yeah, do you want to say something, Jaffy? While I'm go talking? ahead, go ahead and talk. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think the uh, Big Bang Theory video game would be you don't know Jack, except uh, Sheldon is the voice, and it's all questions Whoa. about, like, uh, what's considered nerd trivia by the ABC network or whatever. That's the best flavor of Pop-Tart. Here you go. And then it's like you have to choose blueberry yeah, exactly. or cinnamon. And then you're whichever wrong. one you choose, the guy goes, yeah. you're wrong, right. they're all the best. Ah, so okay, that, I think I think exactly. the thing that's that's the Big yeah. Bang Theory video. There game. you go. I'm pretty smart. 
I think the thing that <laughs> um, would the thing in video games that could potentially make people stop being the person that holds up the Leaning Tower of Pisa is playing, you know, like Connect Sports, and then it it shows you afterward the stupid motions that you were making to try to throw a javelin or something <laughs> like that, and you're just like, oh my god, that's what I look like. Uh, so maybe that's maybe that's the anti holding up Leaning Tower of Pisa video game. Wait, is there a what? Tumblr of just these Leaning Tower of Pisa photos? Oh, that'd be great. Right. All right. Uh, so, for those of you who attended, uh, what was the highlight of this year's Molly Jam? Oh, I guess there is a question. <laughs> the yeah, highlight I, was I, me I, not was me not going, and I ate a whole cheese board pizza in Berkeley instead. Wow. Uh, uh, Tim, you can answer. Uh, Brandon the, and Frank. You talk about Molly Jam. Tim, you address my original ninth question before I rapidly changed it. Uh, which video game character would be voted most likely to team up with Batman? Whoa! Uh, I want to answer that one too, though. That's a pretty good question. Uh, well, yeah. Fine, we'll, we'll think about that one for a change, and we'll get to that after the six-minute mark and do ten questions this week. Okay, so highlight of Molly Jam, I think, was uh, when San Francisco, they, they did their presentations... Um, and they accidentally shut off the live stream for everyone else. Basically, there was like a main hub channel where everyone could see, where viewers could see like what everyone was doing um, across all the streams. And it shut down when San Francisco ended, and they also didn't say, now stay tuned for the next city that's going to talk about their games. Yeah, San Francisco so then, being San Francisco, we're like, well, we're the only ones that matter. Good night. Yeah. And so then Las Vegas was next, and they had, like, 12 viewers, and I was super sad for them. So through a lot of heroic tweeting efforts, we got our... We, Oakland was last after that, and we we got our views up to, like, 55 or something like that. Just 49 was our top, yeah. Okay, but because it was... Because we were so mad, our presentation wound up being really amped up and ridiculous and fun, and we, we ended with uh, this guy's game where you're playing as a sperm, trying to be the first sperm to reach an egg so that you can become born. And uh, and he wasn't sure if the version that we were playing was broken and that we couldn't actually get to the egg. And it was a pretty uh, kind of intense scenario with everybody yelling and screaming and trying well, to get intense. Every, everyone's yelling and screaming and he's getting to the egg. And like just as we see the egg in the horizon... The, the the video stream cuts off. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone in chat's like, no, like in all caps, like and and like uh joking about how like that's part of the experience and stuff and it's a very Peter Molyneux thing, but yeah. Uh then it came back and he got to the egg and it was it was we were all just I mean, Winning. we were tired and and upset about the video stream and it was it was a it was a pretty sweet moment. Of, when he uh, got into triumph. the egg, was he uh was he granted uh a beta tester position on on Godus. <laughs> yeah, he was. No, he was. No, he was granted a beta tester position on Fetus. Was he asked um, to become the? Oh, whoa! Was he asked <laughs> to become uh, the Jesus of Godus? Yes, he was. Peter Molyneux was in there saying, "Hi guys, I hope you uh, don't mind me showing up here, but you can, uh, oh. here I am in your zygote." Actually, in oh. the chat was Peter Mollydew, who was having a pretty good time with our stream. Yeah, he was he was enjoying enjoying it. He actually sent me an email about that, which I'll which I'll send you later. But he said that 
that of all the streams that he watched, we seemed to have a totally different vibe, and we were it was like it was a party, and we were having a really good time. Heck yeah! He, he was yeah. What was everybody else like? Were they like, this is the thing I did based on a wacky idea that somebody else had? Watched. Yeah, it was pretty straightforward like that. Um, yeah. Like, bunch okay, of nubs. Next is my presentation. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean listening. The yeah, reason I, I didn't go or participate in this thing is, first of all, I had work to do, and second of all, I got too many of my own dumb ideas. That if I just start game jamming somebody else's, I feel like, man, I should just make my own dumb idea. Well, Tim, the thing I I agree with that, but the thing that's interesting about game jams is working with people that you don't usually work with, and oh, I don't mind you know, that finding out how to work with them and how to how to make something quickly and how to motivate them and that kind of stuff. And at least like, for me, that's interesting. For a game jam topic, I prefer something like uh, uh, like make a baseball game. Make a golf game, you know. Make make the craziest, yeah. weirdest golf game you can. Like I prefer topics like that. So what I'm gonna say is, I think that this Peter Molyneux game jam thing is pretty much the Leaning Tower of Pisa holding up <laughs> of video game development. Well, let me ask this follow-up question. Uh, last year's Peter Molyneux event, uh, uh, Molly Jam, was based on uh, the farcical Peter Molyneux tweets. This year's was based Maybe on actual was... Peter Molyneux quotes. Yes. Yeah. What will next year's be based on? Oh, man, I don't know. Um, I mean, that's that. a question that I should actually be able to answer because I'm one of the organizers of the thing. Yeah. Make, but... the, make a new curiosity, what's inside the cube game. Oh, a 22 yeah. cans game. Make a 23rd can. I mean, I... The 23rd can, there you I'll go. I'll tell you one that I considered, which is um, this time actively involve Peter Molyneux and Peter Molydew and have them together come up with game uh, game topics. Uh, but that, th- would, but that would be good. That's like getting Jim Davis to draw Garfield minus Garfield. Series. No, not not really, because Whoa. Peter Molyneux has showed up to every Molly Jam. Yeah, but he can't... There's only like, been two of like before. You know, you know it, it would be like getting the guy who directed The Room to like intentionally make a bad movie, you know? Yeah. No, but I think I think it's like... It's like, what would you really like to see happen? Yeah. What would you think would be hilarious? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe for the third year, Molly Jam sort of matures, and it's like, let's actually try to make some neat stuff instead of being jerks. But people make a game you think Peter Molyneux would play. <laughs> yes, try to... Yeah. Im- make like, make, make him a judge. Molyneux. Like, make Peter Molyneux and Peter Molyneux judges, and they have to determine the best game. Yeah, we, we, consider, we consider judging every year, but judging is is kind of jerky because... <laughs> We have a whole lot of like new people to game right. development coming to these, and right. it, then when they make their twine game and they don't. Right. Well, get well, you could have considered. multiple categories. You could have amateur division and pro division. And uh, no, we're no. not going to do that. Um, <laughs> All right. I, I want to quickly say the other moment of triumph during the weekend was on Saturday. Um, I needed to restart my computer, and um, I have Windows 8 and I couldn't figure out how to restart my computer with Windows 8, and it kind of drew a minor crowd as we uh, worked together to try to figure out how to restart Windows 8, and, and the moment when we figured it out, that, that felt really good. It felt like a, like we won something. All yeah. right. It's really uh, complicated. So go- here's here's how you do it, actually. Okay. I have Windows 8. Here's how you restart the computer. It kind of restarts itself every... 45 minutes or so. so just True. Yeah. Because it, it has something new to install. Just wait. 
Just wait, yes. it'll restart. Yeah. It'll, it'll, like it'll, mine's actually trying to restart right now. You don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Oh ho. That's what they say down here in subtropical climates. No, you, you guys wouldn't know. Anyway, moving no, on to my original ninth question. Uh, which video game character would you vote most likely to team right. up with Batman? Um, Robin in The Adventures of Batman and Robin for Genesis. It has to be an original video game character. What? Yes. Um, Arrow the Acrobat would hang oh, out with Batman. I would really like for um, Phoenix Wright to hang out with Batman, I think. Oh, oh that yeah. Dracula guy from the end of Phoenix Wright. <laughs> Either of the Contra Marvel. Marines would be really cool. Contra oh, guys man. hanging out with Batman. Yeah, but he doesn't like... He doesn't like guns to get shot. Yeah, and he doesn't okay. like killing. So for he do, he also doesn't like teaming up. Right? No. He, he so teams for up him all to, the time. Oh, well, he doesn't like. Okay, let me finish my thought, Alex. Jeff. Okay, he doesn't like teaming up. So usually when Batman teams up with someone, it's out of necessity. It's like yes. I have to find the Joker. Harley Quinn, you're the only one who knows how he thinks. I am forced to interact with you now. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a Batman team up typically. Yes. Right. That's happening. So. Yeah. So that's how we got to think of a Batman team up. He's got to and, team up with a video game character in order to uh, solve some kind of crime because he's the world's greatest detective, and even the world's greatest detective needs some help. And um, I am just spewing words great. out right now. I have no idea where I'm going with no, this. No, I, fe- I feel like Phoenix Wright is actually not a bad one because, like, Batman could be. I mean, it, it could be Harvey Dent, I guess, that he would call in certain right. times. But like, if he's if he's accused of something, Phoenix mm. Wright. He's he's like locked up in jail because he's being right. law abiding. Or um, I think that could end, totally uh, work. Miles Edgeworth, if he's trying. I'm pretty to sure the him. answer is Solid Snake. I mean, come on. That's true. I Solid Snake's it. pretty sneaky. I mean, seriously, Solid Snake is sneaky. He doesn't kill a lot of guys. Uh, uh, you can beat an entire Metal Gear Solid game without killing anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solid Snake is basically Batman, but they made him an army guy because. Hideo Kojima wanted to pretend he knew some stuff about politics. But so. does Batman need the same guy? Does he need another Batman? No, but yes. the thing the thing that Solid Snake Solid Snake do, could be his equal. The thing that Solid Snake could do is lead him into the crazy narrative that is a Metal Gear Solid game that Batman just is not prepared for mentally. Right. Uh I would much rather play Metal Gear Solid 4 as Batman than as Solid Snake. So I think that on. would be an exciting yeah. experience. By, and then by, that, up, by yeah. that logic, Frank, maybe a better team-up for Batman would be Otacon. Otacon is yeah. a pretty good guy. That'd be uh, comedic, <laughs> but... Yeah, go ahead, sorry, Tim. I don't know, have you played Metal Gear Solid 4? There's, there's no humor in that. No, yeah. there certainly is not. <laughs> <laughs> they, they decide to destroy the comedy factor because enough people care about Otacon's uh, taste in gadgets and technology and all that. I kind of remember him crying a lot. Am I remembering right? Yeah, there's some weird stuff happens in that. Uh, Riding from Metal Gear Solid 4 or from Metal Gear Solid Rising Revengeance or Metal Gear Solid 4. He could also team up Hecka with Batman. Well, again, it'd have to be someone that fills in a hole that Batman doesn't have as opposed to being another Batman, right? Right, Brandon? Yeah, I agree. So um, it would, like... What, Solid Snake big... fills in a hole. He's he's uh, I don't know, man. Snake I have, in a hole. I have a I have a joke answer that I'm gonna say, yeah. which is that it would be fun for Batman to team up with the kid with the horns from Eco, and Eco 
kid could just lead Batman around by the hand. By the hand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Batman will be like, yeah, Batman will be like, I don't know how to jump over this gap, man. I yeah, you gotta help it. me out. I'm just Batman. <laughs> how about the real answer is uh, the main character from the first Portal game? Oh, yeah. So that Portal yeah, game. that'd be good. Oh, yeah. Uh, that could be very, very useful to Batman. Yeah. Be, Batman could get really good use of that. Dude, can you guys imagine Batman with a portal gun? Whoa. 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 Yeah, that would be the best. That and now, be now, imagine Batman with a portal gun in Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, if, if we, Batman had the portal gun... I, I, I think uh, this concludes our segment where we reenact episodes of The Big Bang Theory. Uh, I've no. actually never seen five seconds. Yeah. I think if, if if Batman had the portal gun and uh, and he did that thing where it's in two corners and you can just keep looping around yourself, would yeah. he be able to catch his own cape? Yes. Oh yeah, probably. Well, Batman like his, his cape biting onto his own cape and going in a circle. His cape. <laughs> <laughs> While Solid Snake crawls under him like that. Yeah. I mean, his cape resizes depending on like how cool it will look in that moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can go. It can be anywhere from like five to nine feet long. Yeah, Entering so... the portal vortex would definitely make his cape very long. Sure. Yeah. What? Um, Man, I think... you know this. This is kind of a, a side note thing, but I would definitely play a Batman XCOM game. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, Batman, Batman strategy game. Huh. Yeah, Batman, Batman strategy game. Where oh, yeah. So that's the non-gaming IP that we should get the makers of XCOM oh, yeah. to make. Yeah, I've been talking yeah. about this for years. Like uh, Oracle or Barbara Gordon uh, coordinating all the different Batman teams to take care of crime in different parts of Gotham City. Batman's over here, Robin's over there, Nightwing's over there. Moving uh, around. Yeah, exactly. I don't care about those guys. No, I just want to be Batman. Please. Yeah, I just want to be Batman too. There can sometimes be. People that you're that are that are trying to help you that aren't as good, but you're pretty much just Batman. So yeah. I played that that The Last of Us game. In at times, feels to me like a sort of Batman XCOM game, where you're you're playing a, a strategy map, but with one person. So that could that could be a good. I would totally play a turn-based uh, strategy game in which you yeah. only have Batman. Yeah, uh, maybe, I've been turning a... over in my head for many many months maybe the whole some... idea. Maybe some what? other time I'll talk about my concept for a booster gold video game, but uh, okay. that's not for today. I, um, I've so... been turning over in my head for many months the idea of this ever since I first played XCOM and then I played a bunch of Civilization after these ideas of these strategy uh, warfare strategy games where you're just one person, like with just one unit on your side. Mm-hmm. Why not Batman? There you yeah, should be sure. Batman. I would yeah, do that. You, you if can do gonna... all kinds of stuff. That yeah. Batman. So there was a really good suggestion in the comments that I need to read from Matt Amazing, who says uh, Batman would need Bayou Billy to help defeat Killer Croc. Ah, uh, there we go. That's yeah. true. <laughs> and so with that, I think up. we should move on to our lightning round and wrap this Let's up. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, this week, the game is Playing Favorites. I'm going to name somebody, in this week's case, a fictional character, and you must suppose what their favorite video game would be. Whoa! Mm-hmm. That's good. Let's begin okay. with Count Dracula. Phoenix, uh, right? Castlevania. <laughs> Count Dracula would hate Castlevania. No, he would love oh. it. He, he, he's got because he gets to him. study. He gets to study his enemies' uh, uh, tactics. <laughs> All right. Dracula's uh, tra- a smart guy. He's a businessman and oh, a also there's philosopher. There's a, 
sorry, there's a there's an Xbox racing game called Bloodwake. He would probably get really excited about that based on the name and then be disappointed when <laughs> or playing. Or Blood Rain. Bloody yeah. Roll. Yeah. Well, what about uh, the Castlevania game with, with Alucard, who is, I believe, his son? Yeah. Like, like he's probably a pretty loving father, and he just wants to kind of see in, his in son. But Alucard, ends Alucard is actually not Dracula's him. son. He's a guy who poses as Dracula's son. Oh, then so Dracula would hate Dracula. that. He is Dracula disguised as his own son. So uh, he would be really upset at Symphony of the Night for purporting that Alucard and Dracula are different characters. Okay, um, then in that case, I think, yeah, the, maybe the first Castlevania. Tarzan. Uh, Spider-Man. But, the Jungle Book. Ah, yeah. Spider-Man's a good answer. I like Spider-Man. Disney the Latin. <laughs> yep. Specifically right, Spider-Man 2, which I understand oh, yeah. would be the only really good one. Yeah, it's like, uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, WW. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Woman. She would like Phoenix Wright, actually, because she really likes making people tell the truth. Oh, yeah, Does that's, like that's game true. Like Invisible Jet? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't... Are... Frank, we found a game you are dominating at. Uh, holy <laughs> oh, man, no, no, she would like F one fifteen or F one seventeen stealth fighter for Sega oh, Genesis. Oh, because of the invisible jet. Yeah. It's about an invisible jet. Uh, Holden Caulfield. Holden Caulfield would like uh, any baseball game. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. MLB the show. Like RBI. <laughs> sure. yeah. yeah, RBI baseball. Yeah. Uh, Jake uh, Gatsby. Jake Gatsby. And uh, he, 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 he would he would like. He would like um, the, current, N- the current NBA 2K games because uh, they, have retro, they have that retro stuff, and he they... really likes old sports. <laughs> no. no, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Old sport? No, also because it was a the it was produced by Jay Z. NBA 2K13 was. Who, which uh, we all Who know, Jay is a really big fan of. Yeah. Well, well he was in the movie, the new movie that happened. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know anything he, about he, that. Uh, he selected music for it or something. A Dorothy Gale. Dorothy Gale. Mm. I mean, the Wizard of Oz. Dorothy. She'd like PlayStation yep. Home. Oh. <laughs> yes. Because there's no place like that, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, Merlin. Merlin the Magician? Yes. Mm. Mm. Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good for that. Uh, Captain Ahab. Captain Ahab would like Ziggurat. <laughs> Cap- <laughs> Cap- Captain Ahab would like Ridiculous Fishing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is pretty good. John Watson. John Watson? Um, he would like um, Sherlock Duck Holmes Tales. Murder Club. He would like DuckTales. Is that the one with Creepy Watson? Um, no, that's the one that's on the TurboGrafx. Uh, and it has a lot of FMV, and it's actually not very good. I, I yeah, was, he wouldn't like that one. I was looking for Slenderman. Slenderman? Yeah, sure, I guess he... Well, I don't know. I don't think he would like that because it, things appear at, r- at random places in Slenderman, and it's not like... It's, it's not something that you can figure out with logic. Right. I think he'd like Alien Crush because it's a pretty good game. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Hamlet. Hamlet. Mmm. He really likes when people die because it happens to him all the time. He would like Donkey Kong Country too because you can turn into a bee in that game and then you can also turn not into a bee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's right. Homer Simpson. Oh God! Uh, um, is there a game about donuts? There are. There's I think Homer would like the Simpsons hit and run, actually, because he can do donuts in a car. And yeah. also, 
He would he like can, the driver games because the very beginning of the driver games, they teach you how to do a donut in the the very first driver game. You have to learn how to do a donut in a parking garage. Donut. The very beginning. And finally, Sonic the Hedgehog. What? Oh wow! He would. Mm. 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 I think he would like all of the Yu Suzuki games. Outrun. Really? Uh, Afterburner. Yeah. I think he I, would I like had out- He would be like, I'd love to be in a video game like this. Yeah, he'd be like, I could outrun that. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That's it. There you go. Outrun and Afterburner. There was this uh, this hot dog tycoon game. I can't remember the name of, but he probably liked that because I'm pretty sure you could put chili right on those dogs. Was was there a was there a Family Matters game? Because nope, <laughs> no. Uh, we used to have a segment where uh, I would declare a winner of the lightning round, and they would have to come up with the next question. We stopped doing that, but I'm gonna have to bring that back because <laughs> Frank just did so well in this. Is this the round. only one I've ever won? <laughs> Maybe. But, <laughs> it, it, this was you. This is amazing. I'm gonna have to do this more often. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's episode 51. I'd like to thank. All right. I'd like to thank Blaine Brown, our sound editor, for getting all of these shows out in a timely and well-edited fashion. Thanks, Blaine. Brain uh, Blown? Yeah, Brain Blown. Uh, we've decided that our next podcast is going to be the Super Nintendo cast. Well, not next no, week. No, not the next podcast. Though. Not next week. Not next week, but the next list podcast. Well, no, the, ne- the next special edition podcast is going to be the Citizen Kane of video yes, games. I think we'll, we'll do that soon. So uh, Super Nintendo, let's not promise Super Nintendo late, because that'll, yeah, yeah. that'll be quite a while. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, the Super Nintendo podcast will be the last podcast of August. But I would like votes to start coming in now because the sooner I uh, open up voting, the more votes I get. Oh yeah, votes. And yeah, I want to propose okay. that for the Super Nintendo podcast, uh, I be allowed to bring in my own uh, list of games that, if they're not on the list, then the list is not official. But I won't reveal it until the show is over. That that uh, sounds like a big power for you. Maybe we should each yeah, have three. I, I, of no, that's that's yeah. what I mean. I'm suggesting everybody. Okay. You let's say for the for now on for this podcast, each of you has the power to put one game on the list that isn't on the list. Okay. Cool. All uh, right. That sounds good. Uh, so that's the Super Nintendo cast coming the end of August. Uh, we'll eventually be doing the Citizen Kane video game podcast. So watch out for news on that front. Uh, and just just so people are like uh, are aware of what's happening, we've just decided more research is necessary. We we really exactly. want to do that. Exactly, we're gonna do we're gonna do right by this. Uh, it, it will truly be a, a, a legendary undertaking. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com/icpodcast to stay in the loop for our specials and uh, for some questions I'll exclusively ask you, the audience. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Brandon's at Necrosofty, Frank's at Frank Cifaldi, and Tim's at 108. Yeah. Numbers. Oh, also, I would like to say that by the time this next podcast, uh, or by the time we podcast again, uh, Action Button Entertainment's new game, 10x8, for the PlayStation Vita and many approved Android devices will have been released. It's coming out next Tuesday. So Yeah. Nice. And, uh, uh, Australia, Canada, yes. America, France, Germany, yes. Italy. And Prepare, yeah. So. Prepare yourself. It does have a corgi in a leather jacket. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be talking at you guys next week. I'm Alex Jaffe. Uh, I'm Frank Spalding. I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm Tim Rogers. 
And now you're playing with podcasts. Podcast over, yeah!